This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Admit when you're wrong. Yeah, no, it's not something that happens a lot in our house either. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette here with you. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you want to give us a ring on the CC call in line, it's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. All right, so we've got some news here in regards to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, in case you don't know, Giannis went down, fell hard in the first half yesterday, did not return to the remainder of the game and the Heat get the best of the Bucks in a uh, game one of their series. They don't play again till Wednesday, Jay, so maybe that is good news for Bucks fans because here's the news on Giannis. Uh, he received an MRI on his injured back. It came back clean. Coach Budenholzer said Monday afternoon that that is an optimistic update one day after he had a lower back contusion and he had to leave game one. So we don't exactly know what that means in terms of what happens in game two that will be played on Wednesday, but what we know is it is as optimistic as it possibly could be considering that MRI came back completely clean. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's still a lower back, Shay. And if somebody with uh, size himself, when I've had uh, lower back problems playing the game, uh, you never know. That's so touch and go. And to think that this happened in the very first game of the playoffs for a Bucks team that is looking to go on a run and win another championship, trying to get their second one there, there's no, there's really no reason for optimism anywhere in this. I mean, there's going to be with bated breath with every step that Giannis takes in what is built to be a physical series against the Miami Heat. I mean, keep in mind, early on, the game plan looked pretty solid and sound with Miami defensively and how they were walling off against Giannis, and that's kind of what led to the collision and the injury to begin with. This is a Miami team that, look, you know what you're going to get with Jimmy Butler when it comes to the postseason. He goes from a top 20 player to a top 10 to 7 player in the league. He just elevates uh, his game in, in the postseason with 35 points in this game. And look, Tyler Hero, that's a story too. Broken right hand. He's out for four to six weeks. You won't see him in this series. Guys like Max Truce have to return to the 31 points in the playing game, not the eight points in the first round here. Having said that, I just don't know, Shay. This series feels like with a with a Giannis that's not going to be a hundred percent no matter what. This feels like a series that now becomes a six seven game series. Whereas before, I said coming into yesterday, the Heat probably get one game, maybe the first game because of the layoff for the Bucks, and then the Bucks take the next four. Uh, that changes drastically with this injury from Giannis, just because we don't know what kind of Giannis you're going to get because of the nature of it being a lower back injury. Yeah. Um, look, guys who have lower back injuries, like, I don't know. I'm thinking football. Matthew Stafford, Peyton Manning, like guys who have suffered back injuries. It, it lingers. Think about and hoops. It happens, it happens in, yeah, time. no, it happens in hoops a lot. These are just like, that's like top of my mind would, would be football, I guess, for some reason. But when you're as, like, my husband who's just talking is a large guy like you're six eight right sometimes we say six nine but let's be honest we're six eight like, depends on who's asking <laughs> Giannis is a big dude I mean a lower back to you know it's a lot more painful sometimes I feel like for bigger guys and so this yes optimistic though but if come on you know Giannis he's gonna fight through it you think he's not gonna play in game two he's gonna fight through it but now how does that affect the rest of the series how does this affect the rest of the playoffs can they get even out of against Miami like well yeah they you would expect them to Shay because this is, to play game this is two. a group with their core 
that are championship guys. You, you look at Chris Middleton. He delivered 33 yep. points yep. Uh, to stay in this game. Drew Holiday got in that foul trouble early. I think it limited who he could be. He's also going to be better from three, shooting two of nine there. Uh, you got Bobby Portis off the bench who chipped in 21, was efficient going nine of 15. Those are the guys, Wesley Matthews, uh, that I look at, uh, uh, Brooke Lopez, and say, guys, you have to hold it down till we get to Giannis we know uh, back in the lineup, whatever that entails. Bigger than that, defensively, the Bucks, the Bucks defensively, where they lead with, to give up 130 points to the 24th most efficient offense in the NBA in the Miami Heat. Talk to him, babe. To give up 130 points, Shay, that's wholly unacceptable. This group's got to be better, and it starts with defending the three-point line. I mean, they, they've just got to be better there. I mean, this group, Kevin Love, how many Kevin Love have in that game? I think he had 18. Yeah, he had a really good game. He had 18. He was 4-7 from three. I mean, those are the places where you go, we, we, we just got to shore up. You can't let a team go 15 of 25 from three shooting 60%. That is a place where the Bucks have to say, Giannis or no Giannis, defensively we're going to do better. We're not going to foul as much. We're going to be better defending the three-point line, and there's no way we're giving up 130 points again in this series. Okay, so again, the Heat win game one. They beat the Bucks 130-117. to Giannis only played six minutes in this game. Am I saying 11 minutes? Excuse me, he had six points. Only played 11 minutes, went down with a lower back contusion, left the rest of the game. Now we know an MRI confirmed that there was no damage, I guess I say. It was a clean MRI. And Coach Budenholzer basically said, this is as optimistic as we can be. We'll see where things go. They don't play game two again until Wednesday. So they've got game two Wednesday against the Heat. So he's got some time to rest. Um, and hopefully he'll he'll feel better and we'll have a little more information maybe tomorrow or maybe not until Wednesday morning. We'll wait and see. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits, go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Reeves for three straight away. Good! Reeves up top by himself makes it a six-point game. I've been around the game long enough to know the type of players that fit with my game, and, and I knew Austin would be that. And game one is all Los Angeles, the final, 128-112. to We've kind of been in like desperation mode for about two months now, but when the playoffs start, it's even more dialed in. And offensively and defensively, we got to be just as dialed in as, as you possibly can, but then we can be even better. We've got more basketball tonight. We're looking forward to that. We got two months of it. Almost every night. So much action. Nets, I love it. Nets and Sixers play tonight, as do the Warriors and the Kings. We'll get into those matchups in just a little bit. But in the meantime, we're going to continue to look back on what we okay. saw yesterday. Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette here with you on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Okay, speaking of injuries, because we were just talking about Giannis getting hurt. You mentioned Tyler Hero going down with a broken hand. John Morant is also added to that list. The Grizzly superstar um, shouted in pain, essentially, as he ran off the court holding his right hand midway through the fourth quarter um, in yesterday's loss against the Lakers. X-rays were negative, so consistent with Giannis, whose MRI was negative. X-rays on his right hand, on, on Jaw's uh, right hand, negative. Um, that's according to Grizzlies coach Taylor Jenkins. So, I mean, good news, I guess, but to hear a player of that caliber, the face of your franchise, the guy you need – Scream in agony with a right hand that was already taped up being hurt is not great news. Now, after the game, John Morant uh, was asked about how he's feeling and if he's going to play in game two, and here's what he had to say. 
coach said that the x-rays were negative, so that's some good news. Any doubt in your mind you're going to be able to play Wednesday night in game two? Yeah. So I didn't understand that. He said, yeah, there's doubt? He said, doubt? yeah, there's doubt. I mean, he okay. said the pain in his, in his right hand, Shay. He said his pain, scale 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, was a 10. And that was visible in watching the game when he went down with the hand already taped, and he goes down, and he immediately starts running in right. visual agonizing pain, holding that hand up, and we never saw him again. Right. So for him to say, scale 1 to 10, 10 being most painful, it was a 10, then to be asked if there's doubt, there's supreme doubt. I'd be stunned to see him play in the next game because, look, if you hope to get him back in the series, a guy who experienced a tendon pain with a right hand that was already taped up goes down with it, you got to sit him the next game to hope that it can start to heal a little bit more in hopes that you see him at all in this series. Let's hear from Stefania Bell. She's our ESPN injury analyst. She's better to hear from on this one. <laughs> yeah, and she has got an instant analysis on John Morant and his hand. Here's Stefania. Grizzlies star John Morant crashed hard to the floor, forcibly hyperextending the fingers in his already sore right hand. In obvious pain, he went to the locker room where x-rays were negative, but soft tissue injuries can only be viewed with additional detailed imaging, and coach Taylor Jenkins indicated that Morant's evaluation will continue. A dejected Morant later suggested pain tolerance would be the limiting factor, but given that this injury is to his shooting hand, if he can't properly set up his shot or control the ball coming off his fingertips, he may be forced to watch from the sidelines when the Grizzlies next play in three days. Okay, so again, they've got some time to rest, but according to Stefania and Jordan, what you just said and what we all said now, this is definitely cause for concern for the Grizzlies going forward. Now, what does this mean? Okay, well, let's focus on the positive. This is what I like to do in our household. <laughs> focus on the positive. This season when Morant was sitting, 11-10 and 10 were, the, uh, were the Grizzlies. That includes, Jay, a couple wins over the Warriors. So that's good news. You're talking about this year. This year. And, of course, they were 25 last, last year. 20 and 5, yeah. correct, when Morant sat. Okay. So I guess there's some good news. You know how to win without him more so last year no than this Clark, year. No Clark, Shay. No Brennan Clark. And no Adams. And no right. Steven Adams. That's three of your top seven rotation guys that and, are now out. And let's add insult to injury. You've got Bain and Brooks shooting just five of 19 from three. That's not positive. You've got guys struggling, obviously, like I just said, from beyond the arc. Like, your entire roster now, when you've got three key players injured, needs to come together. No doubt about it. And they need to do so quickly with three days of rest and a Lakers team that already has a one one nothing lead in this series. So you're talking about a lack of depth, or even pieces, quite frankly, in the Grizzlies facing a group as a seven seed that feels like anything but that is loaded all of a sudden with depth that has been the second best team in the NBA since the break only behind the Bucks, and all of a sudden it feels like the 2020 championship year with the Lakers and yeah I'm taking it there Shay think about the others for those Lakers with AD and LeBron in 2020 and I know that was the COVID year people can call it a fake chip do whatever you want the banner hangs it's a championship KCP was on that roster Kyle Kuzma was on that roster Alex Caruso was on that roster, Shay, and those guys elevated their game so it didn't just have to be LeBron every night. Led them to a championship. Didn't just have to be Anthony Davis. Fast forward to the game the other night, and now you have 
D'Angelo Russell is a piece. Austin Reeves is a piece. Rui Hachimura was knocking down shot after shot, banging on folks. Jared Vanderbilt provides that defense. Wasn't a lot on the scoring front. You've got Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench. This group has a bunch of weapons. LeBron didn't have to be dominant in game one. There will be games where he has to be dominant, of course. But now when you look at the depth of this Laker group, you say, I look at this series even with Ja, and it feels like it's tilted in favor of the Lakers given the front-line attrition that the Grizzlies face with no Clark and no Adams. And now you couple in that I don't think we're going to see Ja Moran in game two. It may not see him at all. This feels breezy for the Lakers, Shea. And even no matter how you lay it out in front of me now, give me the Lakers in six. Well, let me just revisit the stat that Carlin gave at the top when we were coming back, if you heard him say it. When the Lakers win game one, they haven't lost a series since 1991. We're in 2023, people. I That's a lot of decades for me to add up. Three decades for me to add up right now. So, they won it in Memphis, too. That, exa- that's a game one win on the road. That flips the series right out of the gate. Now, I don't always love stats like that because it's like any season, anything can happen. But that's a telling stat for the Lakers and for LeBron James and what he's been able to accomplish. And This is a young a, a young Grizzlies team, and they're struggling in a lot of different ways with their front. I guess their front court was good. Great. But, like... It seems like a lot to overcome. Now, here's what makes me nervous. Let's go to the LeBron, Anthony Davis, Lakers side of this now, Jay. AD feels like he's one play away from injury. Every single <laughs> it it happened, right? <laughs> and it happened, and we're holding our breath, and he comes out for the second half. I'm like hanging on Lisa Salter's every word. Like, why? But he dominated. But the, he looked fantastic. But you have to feel a little bit of insecurity if you're a Lakers fan. Like, we're always worried he's going to go down with an injury. Oh, you're right. I I mean, there is definitely thin ice in which the Lakers skate and have been since Davis has become a Laker. Uh, But again, he's on the floor. He was able to play through. Uh, I think when that happened in the second quarter, you go, okay, (laughs) Lakers postseason's over before it starts. Here's the narrative. I mean, he's the glass man. He's always breaking. Here come the jokes. But he came back in that second half. And it, everything played through him. Um, speaking of, Anthony Davis on the court, Lakers had a plus 27 without him a minus 11. And adding on to that and positivity with the Lakers, their three reserve players played over 10 minutes, and all of them had a positive plus minus when they were on the court. So the Lake, this is just adding to the Lakers' momentum and how they're feeling. And they're, they're on – it feels like we've felt this over the last month or two with the Lakers too, that they're on this trajectory after kind of being a little bit of a lack, laughing stock a year ago. And then in the beginning of the season, everything – all the changes, the injuries, can they get on the same page? Well, they finally have found that that way. And I know now you, you actually like the Lakers. Yesterday, Jordan and I were on the radio, on radio together, and we're like, sun's coming out of the West, sun's coming out of the West. And then last night, the sun's got their booty handed to them by the Clippers, and now you're taking the Lakers. No, I didn't take the Lakers necessarily coming out of the West, and I still have great faith in the Suns. I think it, it's not as confident, as highly confident, but there's an adjustment that can be made with the Suns, and I know we'll talk about this a little bit later, and it's Kevin Durant just being more aggressive. That's very fixable. So the, the thing that worries me in the Suns-Clippers series is, I'll admit this, I forgot how real Kawhi Leonard is. And as a, I tried to as a hoop head, like I like to fashion myself to be, having played the game, I can't believe I put that level of disrespect on him. I think Kawhi Leonard is the most dangerous, potentially the most dangerous player in these playoffs. And think about the talent that is in these playoffs. His two-way ability, the ability to score the basketball from all three levels. He's unrelenting in his approach, finishing with those 35 points. And now you've got a wildly inefficient guy like Russell Westbrook, who's a weapon because of his motor and how it's being channeled now. 
the Clippers are going to – that series feels like it goes seven if it doesn't just maybe go the Clippers' way. So, yeah, Shay, I guess you're right. I don't look at this as, yeah, the Suns are good. I thought Paul George being out would crush them. I watched that game from start to finish. I feel very differently. So I was just giving the flowers to the Lakers because after they win game one, they haven't lost a series since 1991. That's great. For the Suns, though, since we're comparing these two teams right now, the Suns, if you think about Kevin Durant and what he's done in the postseason, that's now seven straight losses in the postseason for Kevin Durant. That's a problem. The last time Kevin Durant won was against the Bucks when he had to basically put the entire team on his back. You remember that game? We were all praising Kevin Durant as the best player in the entire world, on and on and so forth. Like, this has now become a little bit of a thing for Kevin Durant in the postseason. And something Shay, we might need Shay, to revisit. You only played eight games with the Suns. And what? Call yeah. it nine. After last night, let's he, call he, it nine. He had 11 assists. He, he almost had a triple-double. I'm just saying. He was a little bit too tentative. And what comes with that tentative nature is, one, he's probably the most selfless star in terms of shot and being able to and being willing passer that we've seen in recent memory. And on top of that, he's playing among stars, and I think he's trying to dissect, where do I fit? Where should these shots go? And I think games. once you get a group that gets behind him, starting with Coach Monty Williams, that says, KD, we can't have any more of that. You can't be tentative out of the gates. You can't not take a field goal in an entire quarter despite the fact you have five assists, and you can't go quiet down the stretch not taking any shots to bring us home. We brought you in here because you're the greatest player on the planet. We need you to hunt yours, much like a Kawhi did, much like a Jimmy Butler did. We need that kind of monster mentality, ball, basket, every time down. And that is fixable. What you can't fix is availability with a team like the Grizzlies. What you can fix with the Suns is Kevin Durant, be more aggressive. Switch turned, you're good. Okay, we're going to talk more about that later on. We'll dive a little further into the Suns, that's for sure. I want to ask this question to you and the callers. Which game one was most impressive to you? Which team stood out the most in game one of series in this first round of the playoffs? Is it the Clippers and their impressive win? Um, was it the Celtics and the way they were able to completely dismantle the Hawks? Which team stood out as the best team so far in only one game in the first round of the playoffs? You're looking at me like I'm wording that. Well, weird. I'm asking you, is it the best team or who had the most impressive win? Win. Who had the most it's impressive, impressive win. win? Yes. I mean, answer. Do you want my answer? It would, would be the it Celtics, would, No, right? no, no. It would have oh. to be the Sacramento Kings. Oh, the Kings. Most okay. impressive win. You're going against a dynasty. You hadn't been there in 16 seasons. Everything was built up to that moment. Punch, counter, punch. It was the most exciting game thus far, and the responses made. De'Aaron Fox's first time in the playoffs, and he goes for 38. Malik Monk, his backcourt made at Kentucky in 2017, goes for 32, Shea. But to respond against a dynasty, looking in the face of Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and saying, on our home floor, not today. Despite the fact we didn't shoot the three ball very well. Despite the fact Demonis Sabonis never got going after the fast start, that was the most powerful statement okay. to me. So you say the Kings. What do you say? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which team had the most impressive Game 1 win? You know, the NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in Wednesday as the Grizzlies host the Lakers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Coming up, after a couple Game 1 upsets, higher seeds is the – which higher seed, I should say, is in the most danger of losing in the first round? Complete opposite of most impressive win. Which high seed is in most danger of losing in the first round? We'll discuss it next. It's ESPN Radio.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. NBA playoffs in full swing. We had a little dip in the waters of the NFL today, but we're we're staying in the NBA because playoffs resume in approximately two and a half hours. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm not Canty or Carlin, and neither are you, my friend. Shea Cornette and Jordan Cornette here with you. You can give us a call on the CC call line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Ryan Holland's former NBA player, Houston Rockets TV analyst. He does it all. All, I believe the phrase you gave was, it's like Burger King. He does it your way, whatever you want. <laughs> Ryan, He is- lost that sauce. He's still got the spices. <laughs> Ryan is with us now here on Canty and Carlin. Okay, so Ryan, before the break, we were talking, and threw this out to the callers as well. Which team do you think had the most impressive Game 1 win? Sacramento, man. I, I, I mean, maybe do we give it to the team or do we give it to the fans? In, in all reality, they're going against the world champs. They're, this is the Battle of the Bay. I, I could not be happier as a former king for Vivek Renadive, but it, it, it was just interesting, man. I, I, if I'm Golden State, I mean, they're getting tested early, and these are normally situations you'd see in, in, in you know Western Conference Finals or later on, but I think just Sacramento's got something different going on up there and every everyone's been buzzing yeah everybody's been buzzing no doubt and we'll stay up there in, in the bay uh because to me 
Ryan, I feel like it's all signs pointing to the Warriors to make the proper adjustments and bounce back in a big way here tonight. Defensively, I think they'll be better. On the backboard, I think they'll be better. They won't violate fouling as much. Uh, Clay Thompson, no way he shoots 5 of 14 from 3. Don't you just believe this is a game where this thing gets neutralized and it becomes 1-1 by the time we wake up tomorrow morning? He wants you to have his back here, Ryan. Are you going to take <laughs> well, the bait? Well, here's why. Here's why. Bait. Ryan has seen this as closely as anybody. Being a former player playing in the playoffs, and now also being an analyst there in Houston covering the Western Conference. He's seen up close and personal what both of these teams are about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway there with you, Jordan, but I don't think this is the game. I think Golden State takes the two back at their place. They have struggled on the road. If you're Andrew Wiggins, we're happy to see him back playing basketball, but he looked rusty. You need him to come along. They've got to figure some things out, but make no mistake, Jordan, from my time playing in the NBA and in, in the playoffs, Chess match ain't even started yet. You know, game three, game four, that's when these things come into play. And I think there's just something different in that environment, and you got to put respect on, on the King's name. Here's the thing. Young Sabonis is a monster, and I'm going to give you a key right now. When you watch Sabonis play, you can't switch pick and rolls with him because he takes your smalls into the post. Okay, you can't play a natural coverage. And the thing is, and Jordan, you were you were one of those good passing bigs. People need to put respect on your name, man. You, you, li- you lit us up at UCLA, okay? I remember those days. But he's a – when the ball hits his hands, as soon as he feels that double team coming, the ball is whipping around the horn. The ball movement is there. So he's a tough – Tough cover. He's a tough guard. That's why Draymond, Jordan, I know you. sometimes you like the little antics, but he yeah. pulled him down and the whole trying to get in Sabonis' head. So the chess match will come. Golden State will adapt, but I just don't think this is the game, Jordan. I will say, though, Shea, and, and Ryan, too, early on it was Sabonis' game, and he still put up decent numbers, but he was limited a little bit with how Kevon Looney and Draymond Green threw different looks at him, the lion's share of the back end of that game, and I'll be curious to see if that can carry over. All right, you're trying to get him to hop on your <laughs> not. Take the bait. Uh, this is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Ryan Holland's joining us uh, right now. Okay, so let's go to some negative news. I don't like to do this, but obviously we saw Tyler Hero go down with an injury for the Heat. Giannis Antetokounmpo left the game with a back injury, and then John Morant with a hand injury. Of those three, which of those three teams is most equipped to overcome an injury like that to one of their star players? Well, obviously, we say Miami. They could win with Hero, with having Duncan and those guys. Duncan Robinson, they can step up. It's the next man up type mentality. It's not Jimmy Butler that's going out. That's going out. Right, In right. all reality, and we talk about the injury, if Giannis I assume he plays. He probably could have gone back in that game. You don't need to risk it all in a game one. But if Giannis Antetokounmpo is laboring, he's not at 100%. Some are saying Milwaukee has a chance to win the championship this year. We see the East versus the West. It's a completely different road. But ultimately, if Giannis is out or he's 50-50 or he can't attack the rim, and we've seen Giannis win his last championship with knee injuries and problems. He's a tough cookie. He will play. We expect that. But that shifts the whole landscape, okay? And and the Lakers just got a gimme. If John Moran is out, I I mean, all, all the stars start to align for LeBron James and the big key If Morant is out, what happens is LeBron can rest. You don't want LeBron and AD and the Lakers getting beat up against Memphis. If they can rest and go into the next series healthy and kind of gel and score at a higher clip – 
the Lakers are a dangerous team to look after, but if John Morant's playing and they get tested six or seven games, that could be problems for the Lakers. I love that that's where we're at. We're talking about maybe LeBron <laughs> overlooking these Grizzlies and just saying, hey, let, let's look on to the next series because that's where the Lakers are headed. Uh, you didn't quite say that, Ryan, but that's kind of what I'm sensing. Even if John Morant is healthy enough to play in this series, still feels like, to me, old Moe's on the Lakers' side. I mean, the Lakers have been the second-best team in the NBA since the break, right? This is a group that all of a sudden has a lot of depth, like that team in 2020 that won the bubble championship. Whether people want to respect that bubble chip or what, doesn't matter to me. They had depth. It led to them winning the title that year. Feels similar in the depth. Are the others for LeBron this season good enough to propel them back to the NBA Finals? Jordan, hear me when I say this. This is the this is the most help that LeBron James has had since the Miami Heat. Ooh. This is the most complete basketball. And 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 with all due respect, because those were I don't call them bubble champs. I'm not with the Mickey Mouse deal. Okay, championship is a chip. It's a chip. So KCP, Danny Green, Caruso, and those boys they were stacked. But here's the reality: down the stretch of that game, Jordan, when, when is the last time we remember LeBron James not having the basketball in his hands, his hands. every right. possession? Down the stretch. So he has guys that he can trust. It's an ideal matchup right now against Memphis. Why? These are big keys. Clark is out. Adams is out. What do the Lakers do? They get to the free throw line. They score in the paint. And thank God Anthony Davis is still playing basketball. We're going to lose our mind. Whether you're a Lakers fan or not, Anthony Davis and John Morant missing time would be bad for the game. Okay? So we're glad he's back. But this is set up for LeBron to get rest. And the Lakers can actually win games also. Last note on the defensive end of the floor. When's the last time LeBron James had a team that could win on the defensive side? So I I think he's poised to have to do less, which means if that foot comes around, he's feeling good. LeBron can do more, but... I, I, it's been a while since a LeBron-led team could have won a game like that where he's not just you know having these supernova-type performances. Yeah, it's been a long time. And as a reminder, since 1991, every time the Lakers win game one of a series, they win that series. And so it's been – it's proof is in the pudding. Well, what did you, you like say, Shay? And, and Ryan, Shay left us with this one because, you know, my wife always has all bases covered, and you kind of touched on it. AD's got to stay healthy. He's, he's, he's got to stay healthy. like we're holding our breath. He's got to stay healthy. Play away from an injury, but that's negative. Uh, Ryan, we appreciate the time. Thanks for hanging out with Miss us. Miss you, brother. <laughs> we'll see you hey, later, buddy. Miss you too, brother. Hey, no wonder you guys got good chemistry, man. We need more of this. <laughs> we, like, we like to think a little bit. <laughs> yeah. cool. It'd be it'd be a problem if we did a big problem. That's <laughs> Ryan Hollins, former NBA player. You can hear him covering the Rockets too as a TV analyst. He does it all, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins. And this is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette, filling in for the guys. We asked the question to Ryan. Jay answered it as well. Which team had the most impressive game one win? Ryan and Jordan both said the Kings. Got to be. What do you? Say eight 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 say ESPN triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Your calls next. Canty and Garland, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg. Letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
Booker wants to go to work, driving down the left alley. Booker floats it up, blocked it by Westbrook. Oh, and a play! Westbrook knocked it off of Booker out of bounds. Russell Westbrook coming up huge in the final minute. I thought physicality was good. He got a few offensive rebounds at the end of the game. We kept the ball alive. We got some more possessions. And the big stop on Booker at the end. A game one victory on the road for your L.A. Clippers here in the first round as they take down the Suns 115-110. The Cornets all over the airwaves yesterday saying the Suns are going to come out of the West. And then guess who showed up? Kawhi and the Clippers. Thank it you. Don't be so reactionary. Thank you to 570 Sports for that call. It is, well, it is my job it's to be one, reactionary. It's just one game, though. It's literally our job. You heard Ryan Hollins in the, th- in the other segment. Adjustments don't really start piping until the third game. Okay. Uh, you just keep telling yourself that to make yourself sound better. If you hear a small child running around, that's ours. I'm sorry. Uh, this is Shay Pepler or Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette here with you. Oh, you went you. back to Pepler with quickness. <laughs> and after I was talking about our child, uh, we're hosting for Candy and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We're asking you which team had the most impressive game one win. For sure, Clippers have to be in the conversation, but so do some other teams. Kevin's in. Uh, let's go to Jim in North Carolina, actually. Jim, who you got? Who do you think had the most impressive game one win? Well, I'm not going to say the most impressive, but no one wants to stay up late at night and watch the Nuggets roll the Timberwolves like nobody's business. we got six guys in double figures out-rebounding. They're big guys beating them like a drum. Denver is good. They haven't played a meaningful game in, in two weeks, three weeks. Denver is deep and they're solid. Okay. I agree. Only problem Thanks, is it's the Wolves, right? Like I was just going to say, this is the same team that had a dude punch the wall and break his hand a game before the playoffs started and then had a teammate and Rudy Gobert suspended for game one because of punching another teammate. A disaster is what I'd call the Timberwolves. And also lucky that they even won games to get in that position to play the Nuggets in the first place. Yeah, I think Slow Motion was trying to fight somebody on the other team this go-round, so that was a nice change of pace, arguably, for <laughs> Timberwolves if they have anything good going for them. That series will be over in four. That'll be a sweep. Okay, uh, Sean is in South Carolina. Sean, most impressive game one win. Who would you say it is? I know y'all going to say it's crazy, but I got to go with the Lakers again. It could have swung any way. If the Lakers would have lost this game, you know, it would have been questions, can they win? I know a lot of people are picking the Lakers, but the, the way that they won is amazing. Uh, Roy Hooch, Hooch, my daddy, who's your daddy? He was amazing and awesome. Hey, I'm team. Lakers, Hooch, I'm sorry. No, you're That's good. That's my you're nickname good. for him. Who's your daddy? I love him, man. Um, LeBron, man, I can't wait till he really he, – he hasn't even showed out yet, so – I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. Laker Nation stand up. And I just want to say one thing real quick. It is amazing to hear the both of you guys on the radio. Congratulations on the child. If I could work with my wife and sit down and, and talk about sports all day on the radio, I, I think I would get emotional and cry. So congratulations oh, to you guys. Love you guys. We cracked the code. Sean, I really appreciate that, man. And you know what? I'm not just saying this because you gave us a, a beautiful compliment. But but Sean is right with his assessment there. In, in terms of you can make the case that the Lakers are most impressive. Did he make you cry? 
No. Oh, you look like you got a little bit teary Don't Oh, you. you got a little <laughs> no, bit. No, I didn't. Sean got my wifey over here glassy-eyed. <laughs> what are bit. you talking about? I see about? a little tear curling <laughs> on. It's like okay no to be thankful. I'm very grateful. Will you get to your Lakers point? It is a dream come true to be working with my wife talking <laughs> sports. I got higher dreams, um, babe. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Whoa, day. All right, but to go back, yes, it's most. it could be – you could make the argument it's most impressive because how the Lakers did it, right? Like this is the blueprint for them to win. Not too much heavy lifting on LeBron when you have to tap into LeBron to be just absolutely dominant and legendary. He can do that. But a little bit of Anthony Davis, you add in some LeBron, you've got that depth, and this team is dangerous. And they did it that way. You're not going to get that kind of explosive performance from Rui, but what you are going to get is the others. What you are going to get is those others lifting themselves, and they can hurt you with their depth. I agree. I just feel like uh, maybe because I f- so many people thought the Lakers would win and then you've got injuries on the other side that to me I can't put as much emphasis on how impressive it was. But yes, I think th- how far we've come in a year for this Lakers team. How far we come in a half a season. And that too. Okay, so let's go to Kevin in Sacramento. Most impressive game one win. Kev, who do you think? Kevin, you there? Kevin? Kevin! <laughs> Kevin disappeared like Durant in the fourth Kevin? quarter. And maybe it's Evan. Evan, are you there? Evan? I don't think he's just missing, not responding because so of the name. But I know what he was going to say, and he was going to say Knicks. And that's a team that we haven't mentioned We've yet overlooked. today. Um, but we did talk a lot about yesterday because the Knicks were definitely impressive in their first win over the Cavs. Um, talk about a team who hasn't won on the road in the postseason in decades, and they were able to get it done. And they were able to get it done with inserting Julius Randle back in last minute. They didn't even shoot well from three, and yet still very impressive win on the road against a very good Cavs team. Yeah, and the blueprint for them was Julius Randle early on being aggressive, shaking off. There seemed to be no appearance of rust. Then you have the second quarter where Jalen Brunson saddled with that foul trouble, more Julius Randle. Then it became, okay, let's pass the baton. Julius Randle absolutely takes over for this group. But let's also mention another piece in Josh Hart, Shay. Josh Hart is a typical Coach Tibbs-type player who's very aggressive. He has a high motor. He's good on the backboard. He defends. He makes timely plays offensively. Biggest question mark for the Knicks, R.J. Barrett is going to have to have more impact than he's had. Look, you can say he had a little bit distributing. He was decent on the backboard. but He's a non-factor scoring the ball, and they're going to need him if they want to go far. And you know what? They have a little bit of rest. Hart can get healthier. Um, Again, they don't play again until Wednesday, so maybe that favors the Knicks having a little bit of time off to get nice and healthy for game two on Wednesday. All right, you're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys. Coming up, Jalen got paid. But does that hurt Lamar? <laughs> I like what we did there. We'll be right back on Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.